Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Dear Runk Bible Study, where my good <laughs> friends Dedeker and Chase teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. I, I had, like, a bunch of stuff planned in my head, like Jason Patrick Lindgren and Dedeker <laughs> Patricia Winston and all of this stuff, but I, I decided not to say it. So <laughs> you all distracted me with your your fun hand gestures. Or fun it, it dance lovely. moves. They're called dance moves, yeah. Emily. Dance moves. Sorry, dance moves. Yes. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yes, it is good to be back. I missed everybody last week. I missed all y'all. Mm-hmm. I missed all of our audience members. I, I felt like my heart just wasn't quite as full oh, last week. I didn't true. get my little dose of yeah. the special combination of friends and drinking and Bible. There you go. That really <laughs> fills you up on the inside and makes my soul just sparkle and come alive. Exactly. Sparkle. Yeah, I, I was in the city of sin. And so I was having like maybe an anti-Bible experience. I don't know. Is Did that you run into any proselytizers? I assume. No. I assume in Vegas, there must be people trying to hand out tracts, right? Probably, but they were outside and it was 115 degrees and I was not going out there. The couple times I went out there, it felt like literal hell. Mm. So I decided, no, I'm not going to do that. And I stayed inside the hotel and it was lovely. So I'm assuming there are people there like that, but I didn't meet any of them. I wonder what church in Vegas is like, Mm. because I'm I'm sure Mm. plenty of churches plenty of churches in that area. I just, I wonder. Yeah. I mean, if church services know. in Vegas are anything like Broadway shows that come to Vegas, it's going to be oh, like gosh. half as long. Short and sweet. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just the most glamorous right. thing you've ever seen in your life. Fog yes. machines, special yeah. effects, all that. But it's over in like 20 People minutes. in the chat are suggesting that maybe an Elvis impersonator is the yeah. one presiding over the the whole situation. Maybe he's the pastor. Maybe we have David Copperfield who steps uh, in to be our worship leader. I saw David Copperfield. Did he inspire you with worship? Um, I wouldn't say that. He, there was a little alien in his show. In case any of you see it, I'm sorry. But yeah, there was an alien. <laughs> and that's all I'll say. That's okay. what the show was like. An old David Copperfield and an alien. Good. It sounds like overall, though, all things, if we add it all up, you ultimately had a spiritual experience in Vegas. Sure. Yeah, I I had a lot of fun. So that was spiritual. It was nice to be out of my normal routine. I will say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Excellent. Well, I also was trying to remember what the heck we talked about two weeks ago on this show. Mm -hmm. And I saw that there were peacocks. And other flighted birds. Uh-huh. Yes. And, uh, oh, do, do you remember was, the linen shorts? Uh, please remind me. It was a wonderful, wonderful object lesson that Yahweh had Jeremiah do, where he's like, yes. buy some linen shorts, never take them off. Actually take them off, hide them by the river. Actually go back and get in the, them. In look, the cleft of a rock, now. I think. Yes. yes. And yes. look, that's how I feel about Israel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so he hates Israel, basically, is what we're I think saying. That's been, I think yeah. that's my favorite part of the Bible so far. Or at least maybe my favorite really? unknown part. My favorite part that I didn't learn as a child that fully surprised me. That's that's pretty great, the linen shorts lesson. The linen shorts parable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was it was an upsetting one, kind of. Because you're like, wow, you asked me to buy these shorts and then you told me to destroy them after, like, <laughs> they became my best friend because I was wearing them for... <laughs> Months uh-huh. or however long. Oh, and likely did. expensive too, because we learned that in yes. the bonus that mm. fine linen, fine spun linen, though, was probably very, very nice, like Louis Vuitton. Louis shorts. Vuitton <laughs> shorts. <laughs> yes. Uh, good, good. I love it. But Jeremiah is a real trooper. He committed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. He did the oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. This week is going to be a lot more of this um, kind of smack talking stuff. Okay. So, after we talk about our drinks, <laughs> I have some surprises for you to help get us hyped for this Ooh. episode. Oh, Ooh. Okay. well, we better get through talking about drinks. Jeez. Okay, well, why don't you start, Dedeker? Yeah, uh, I'm starting my day <laughs> with a Young's double chocolate stout. It promises to be deliciously rich, and I will say it does taste like chocolate milk in a beer bottle, which is something I'm wow. very much into in my beers. Not wow. for everybody, but definitely <laughs> for me. So yeah. as far as ways that I could start my day, really not that bad. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're enjoying yourself. Lovely. It's Very pretty nice. bottle too. How about you? Oh, uh, I'm having this Maker's pulling Mark out the whole thing. 46 <laughs> straight from the bottle. No, I'm pouring it into a glass first. But I did just get this the other day, and it was a lot more full back then. And now it's very uh-huh. much not. So that's the kind of week well, I'm having. Yep. There you go. How okay. about you, yeah. Emily? I well, I've done like a similar cocktail recently. Although I I saw at Whole Foods these beautiful patayas. These beautiful dragon fruits. So I bought a fresh one and juiced Ooh, my wow. own pitaya. And you, own, you juiced your own dragon, your pet dragon. Yes, I juiced this dragon. It looks like this pink that, dragon. This cocktail that Emily's holding up. It looks like it is a cup full of blood, full of dragon's blood. It does, yeah. but it's more magenta than that. It is, but it's really cool. So yeah, I juiced it, and if you want to get really granular, like you have to double strain it because. There's a lot of crap in Pattaya and a lot of seeds, and you need to get them out because you don't it's want like them stuck in your teeth. dragon scales and claws and teeth <laughs> yeah. and Indeed. random gold pieces that yes. you don't want. No, you don't. So, yeah, you have to double strain it. And then also there's lime juice. It's just a margarita. It's a normal margarita, but with dragon fruit in it, too. And it's lovely. It's very tasty. Be careful. Like, throw that dragon fruit right in the fridge when you get it because it is hot out there, people. <laughs> it is hot yes. right now. Mm-hmm. All right, go, Jace. What are we uh, doing? Okay. Are you ready to be hyped? Yes. Here's the thing. First of all, in case you didn't already know, The Rock, a.k.a. Yahweh, now has a brand of tequila <gasps> that we are going to need to try oh, on this I show at some point. I forgot about that. What's yeah. the name of his tequila brand? Terramana is what it's called. T-E-R-E-M-A-N-A. Okay. He's even got mana in the name. I'm currently drinking George Clooney's tequila, which is very oh. expensive, oh. very nice. I'm assuming the rocks will be different. I'm assuming it'll be different, but um, but yeah, no, he's he's super into tequila. I mean, we I think we knew that about him already. Yeah. But he does have his own tequila brand now. And the other thing is, this week is just going to be a lot more of Yahweh talking shit. Um, cool. Some might even call it smack talk. And I know that it's kind of been a little bit of a bummer sometimes just being like, gosh, he's just so mean now. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it, though, just like The Rock has gone through a lot of phases in his career, 
maybe we just need to remember that for a long time in WWE, smack talk was his thing. Got it. You know? And so I have a couple clips of the rock smack talk that I'm hoping we can kind oh, of embody. Yes. For this episode here. Is this how okay. you're pumping us up? This, this is, is our yes. This is our warm up. Give it to us. Is listening to some of the rock yes. smack talk? Hit us. Let's do it. So we're getting smack talk by the rock. I like it. it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, so when we're reading Jeremiah slash Yahweh smack talking, I think this is maybe the energy we could be going for here. Okay. Okay. There's a couple clips here. Oh, dear God. You see, my name's Billy, and I just won King of the Ring, but there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. Who's Billy? The person he's against. Got it. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this. Bob? But my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. Wow. <laughs> okay, so that's... We... Oh, okay. Okay, the rock. I'm, I'm sorry. I know we keep saying it. I know we keep saying it. I just constantly have to pat uh-huh. in the back for yep. how well we cast mm-hmm. the rock Truly. as Yahweh. Truly. We didn't even know about this. He he knows. He embodies it, all of it. He knows. He just... He can do it. Oh, oh he can do so it. Perfect. Yeah. And, and then similarly... In the spirit of of kind of a long, long allegory to lead up to just talking some shit, we have another one here. <laughs> right, right. Some weird thing about a random Billy person who sucks. The Rock says he's gonna gather up all the gold coins you guys won, and in front of the millions, the millions, supposed to say of like Rock fans, he's gonna shine all the gold coins up. Shine all the gold coins up, turn them some sideways, and stick them straight up. You can't do it. Whoa. I didn't expect that. I thought that he was like, and we're going to give them to the nearest charity. (laughs) Nope. You know that's not how Yahweh rolls. Not right now, at least. You're right. You're right. Not at this point. He might be like, and we're going to save one of the shiny gold coins for some like widows and the fatherless. But the rest of them going straight up the candy ass. (laughs) Straight up. Okay. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. No, that was great. Now now that I have that version (laughs) of the rock in my head, I feel like I can embrace Yahweh's smack talk a little bit better. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We're going to get right into this now that we're pumped. We're hyped. So pumped. To talk all that smack. That was even from the days of the rock in WWF before they changed the name. So this is true vintage rock. Anyway, today we're continuing on with the book of... He's a lump of coal back then. Jeremiah the Bullfrog, reading chapters 15, 16, and 17. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, it is Jeremiah 15. said Yahweh to me, though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my mind would not be toward this people. 
cast them out of my sight and let them go forth. Okay. I don't know what's what just happened? What what preceded this? The linen shorts. The linen <laughs> shorts. Yeah, that's it. That's I, all that happened. Right. He's saying and even then Moses if, and Samuel. <laughs> he's saying like Moses and Samuel were in front of me and pleaded for Israel, I'm assuming. And I, I was see. like, no. No, what not even them? for you. Even them didn't even care. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe. What about David? Well, that's why he didn't did not name David. drop David. Maybe that was an intentional choice. Is <laughs> yeah. because if David yeah. tweeted, exactly. maybe he would at least consider it for a second. Right. He's like, if it were David, we'd at least have a chat, but not <laughs> these two. <laughs> it shall happen when they tell you, where shall we go forth? Then you shall tell them, thus says Yahweh, such as are for death, to death, and such are as for the sword, to the sword, and such... As are for the famine. Really loving this wording. And such as are is for the famine. (laughs) I'm like, how do I say this? (laughs) The translator really was just grabbing whatever filler word they could find. (laughs) I'm just, I'm like trying to read it well and it's challenging. Is this, this sounds similar to those who live by the sword, die by the sword. Have we already Hmm. come across that verse? Is this this, that verse? Are we yet to encounter that verse? That's in the Bible? That is I thought Bible. it was like, okay. I don't that believe felt we have. Like a King Arthur thing or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, Richard Gere said it in First Night or something. I mean, he, he I may mean, have. It's, it's that might have also it, happened. Right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, no, apparently that's uh, from the New Testament. So we're not going to get oh, to that yet. Got it. Okay. But, you know, everything in the New Testament is referencing all this stuff from the Hebrew Bible, which was their Bible at the time. So, I see. you know. Probably the the images are here already. Right, I remember that was Jesus said that after it was like a little bit too late after Peter had already pulled out his sword and like dismembered a dude. Then Jesus was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Spoilers, Dedeker. You're gonna forget about it by the time we get there, Emily. It's okay. It's not an important part of the plot. (laughs) Okay, fine. I know that sounds like it would be a pivotal moment, but it's really not. (laughs) It's really not. But whatever. (laughs) Those who live by the sword die by the sword, Peter. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, he says something about the sword. And such are, sorry, and such as are for the famine to the famine, and such as are for captivity to captivity. Whatever. Okay. I will appoint over them four kinds, says Yahweh, Mm -hmm. the sword to kill, and the dog to tear, and the birds of the sky, and the animals of the earth to devour and to destroy. He didn't give a job to the birds. Or was that a, that a combined job? The birds and the animals will do the devouring and destroying. Maybe the birds are going to destroy everything in the air, and the animals are going to destroy everything on the what? Planet. All their drones in the air? Wait, hang on. There's I don't like he said other four things. Birds? <laughs> Insects. Yeah, four things. Four categories sword. of of dying. Is that what we're talking about? Sword. Yeah. Dog. Dog. Bird. Bird. Animal yeah. to devour and to destroy. Dogs okay. clearly separate from animals. <sighs> Right. <laughs> I I don't have Yahweh's logic. Yeah. Um let's see. I mean yeah. the King James says the beasts of the earth for that last one. Okay. So I think as opposed to the city dogs, this is the beasts, the beasts, you know, like the the bears, the, the lions, the, the bears and the ligers and stuff like that, yeah. Oh yeah, the ligers. I will cause them to be tossed back and forth among all the kingdoms of the earth because of Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, for that which he did in Jerusalem. For who will have pity on you, Jerusalem? 
Or who will bemoan See, you? This is The Rock. This is perfect. Who's oh, going to yeah, have pity on you? The Rock on won't. On your candy you know. ass. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or who will turn aside to ask of your welfare? You have rejected me, says Yahweh. You are gone backward. Therefore, I have stretched out my hand against you and destroyed you. I am weary with repenting. I have winnowed them with a fan in the gates of my land. Wow, he rhymes. I have bereaved (laughs) them of children. I have destroyed my people, and they didn't return from their ways. Their windows are increased to me above the sand of the seas. What? They're widows, not their windows. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it said windows. It says widows. That makes more sense. They didn't do like an energy upgrade in their house. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what are windows going to (laughs) do? Got it. All right. Mm -hmm. I have brought on them against the mother of the young men, a destroyer in noonday. Ooh. Mm. I have caused anguish and terrors to fall on her suddenly. She who has borne seven languishes, she has given up the spirit her son she, is gone she, down. I think that's she who has born seven languishes. Languishes. So I see. She's had seven children. <laughs> Not and like now she's, she's languishing. She's giving birth to seven languishes. Yeah, I don't know is. what that means. I thought it was a metaphor. <laughs> I don't know. It could. You know what? Talking. That's fair. Totally could have. Been. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she has given up the spirit. Her son is gone down while it was yet day. She has been disappointed and confounded. And the residue of them will I deliver to the sword before their enemies, says Yahweh. Does that mean like, what does that mean? Like her babies? Her babies? What is it? Her babies. Yeah, this is going to kill all the dudes. You know, it's like all okay. her babies went off to war or something and, and it's going to kill them all. Okay. Yikes. Woe is me, my mother, that you have borne me a man of strife and a man of contention to the whole earth. I have not lent... Neither have men lent to me, yet every one of them does curse me. Now, okay, here's a puzzle for you. I have never lent, neither has anyone like lent, lent to me, and yet uh, they all are after me or whatever. Okay, here's the puzzle. This is the version of this from the message. He says, I've never hurt or harmed a soul, and yet everyone is out to get me. What? It's just really kind of... Went a different direction with that. Yeah, that's very different than this. Very well, different. I mean, with lenting, lent, lenting, with lending, <laughs> does it, this book is messing up my brain and my language. Yeah. Like uh-huh. by the time we get through the end of this entire book, of just, it's going to be a mess. Um, Just like I don't owe anyone anything or no one owes me anything because I've hurt them. I haven't lent any blows I'm really or is stretching the here. The implication that lending money is always an act of aggression and terribleness <laughs> and, and taking loans Jeez. also. Oh. I don't know. Don't they have things in Deuteronomy about lending money and about taking money? Yeah. Or was that just like bad overall? No, there were just rules about it. Yeah. And like that you'd give it all back at the Jubilee and stuff like that. Okay. But I guess in this case, it's well, I guess we've yeah. moved past that at this point. Nobody cares about Deuteronomy, which is like, why did we even read it? But we were reading all of this, so whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Okay. That's exactly why Yahweh is so mad. He's also like, I spent so much time on Deuteronomy. <laughs> That's true. You've forgotten it all. It's true. It's true. Okay. <laughs> Yahweh said, most assuredly, I will strengthen you for good. 
most assuredly, I will cause the enemy to make supplication to you in the time of evil and in the time of affliction. Can one break iron, even iron from the north, and brass? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I think no, it's, yeah, I think it's rhetorical. Not. Yeah, it's probably a rhetorical question. Your substance and your treasures will I give for a spoil without price, and that for all your sins, even in all your borders, period. I will make them to pass with your enemies into a land which you don't know, for a fire is kindled in my anger which shall burn on you. Classics. Yahweh, you know, remember me and visit me. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> like, Yahweh, you a know. different tone I'm there. Like, I like that. <laughs> you know, Yahweh, whatever. Um, <laughs> Yahweh, you know, remember me and visit me and avenge me of my persecutors. Don't take me away in your long suffering. Know that for your sake, I have suffered reproach. Your words were found and I ate them. <laughs> that sounds Oof. like something the rock would say. <laughs> and your words were to me a joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, Yahweh, God of hosts. I didn't sit in the assembly of those who make merry nor rejoiced. I sat alone because of your hand. For you have filled me with indignation. Why is my pain perpetual and my wound incurable, which refuses to be healed? Will you indeed be to me as a deceitful brook, as waters that fail? Whoa. What is it? What is a deceitful brook? I mean, it waters that fail, waters that, that fail. sounds like, oh, it's a spring. Awesome. Let's set up camp by the spring. It's going to be great. And then the spring is like, just kidding. I'm going to dry up. Yeah. yeah. Is that the same yeah. as a deceitful brook? I think that's a deceitful brook for sure. Now, I can only assume that this is, this is Jeremiah saying this to Yahweh, being like, look at all this this crap I'm going through because of following you and your words and I and I ate them and stuff. <laughs> and like but I then, ate them. I didn't go to any parties because I was just too irate with everybody and no one wanted me around. Exactly. But then for him to say to Yahweh, like you're just a unreliable brook or a fake brook or whatever it was, mm-hmm. that's wild to think that he could get away with that. That is some fighting words for sure. Indeed. Therefore, thus says Yahweh, if you return, then I will bring you again, that you may stand before me. Okay. What? The message makes it very clear. Oh. This is how God answered me, colon, take back those words and I'll take you back. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yikes. Jeremiah's really pushing it. Okay. If you return, then I will bring you again, that you may stand before me. And if you take forth the precious, the precious from the vial, (laughs) you shall be as my mouth. They shall return to you, but you shall not return to them. I have to say there was this really cool slot machine that was Lord of the Rings focused in Vegas, and it was awesome. Nice. And was it all the time like super annoying, just on repeat, like my precious man? <laughs> no, it was just really loud and flashy, flashy. But the, the so I like just a normal slot machine, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um. Okay. What precious are they talking about? Like humans? If you take forth the David? precious from the vial. Oh, it's precious is standing in David's counterpoint blood. to vile. So as in like taking the good things away from the vile things. Oh, see, I thought it was mm. vile as in like a vile of liquid. No, it's vile like out evil okay. and awful. V-I-L-E. Okay, okay, got it. I will make you to this people a fortified brazen wall and they shall fight against you. 
but they shall not prevail against you, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you, says Yahweh. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you out of the hand of the terrible. Is that a well-known verse? We've had a similar sentiment before. We should probably drink for repetition, but I can't think of what it was. But we have had that sentiment before, right? Of kind of like, you do this and I will save you from all the people. Yeah. Cool. That was it. Okay. Oh, that's, oh, wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Running into chapter 16. The word of Yahweh came also to me saying, you shall not take a wife. Oh. Neither shall you have sons or daughters in this place. Sad. For thus says Yahweh concerning the sons and concerning the daughters who are born in this place and concerning their mothers who bore them and concerning their fathers who became the father of them in this land. Colon. Really well written. Beautifully, (laughs) stunningly written. (laughs) Well, this is what Yahweh says about all those people. Oh, okay. They shall die grievous deaths. Oh, good, good. Yikes. They shall not be lamented, neither shall they be buried. They shall be as dung on the surface of the ground, and they shall be consumed by the sword and by famine, and their dead bodies shall be food for the birds of the sky and for the animals of the earth. There. Mm -hmm. There you go. There it is. And the dogs. Who are the other? A little bit more intense smack talk than I think The Rock was trying out in his WWE days. Mm. Yeah, I guess The Rock kind of went for more like mockery. Yeah, true. And this is just sort of straight up like, <laughs> I'm going to destroy you. For thus says Yahweh, don't enter into the house of mourning, neither go to lament, neither bemoan them, for I have taken away my peace from this people, says Yahweh, even loving kindness and tender mercies. Yeah, we know, we got it. <laughs> Both great and small shall die in this land. Jeez. They shall not be buried. Neither shall men lament for them, nor cut themselves, nor make themselves bald for them. Neither shall men break bread for them in mourning to comfort them for the dead. Neither shall men give them the cup of consolation to drink for their father or their mother. Wait, do they like shave their heads and cut some tattoos? Well, don't you remember back in Job that he took pot shards and like scraped his skin. That was part of his mourning process. I thought that was just Job. No, I think that was culturally part of the whole thing. Like, okay. like part of the whole mourning ritual is about like extreme discomfort, it seems. That's why you put on sackcloth and you're like covering yourself in ashes and potentially cutting yourself that that's part of the whole process. Job really went to like 11 though. <laughs> yeah. He, well, you know. he had reason. Yeah. I know. But remember that there's been a number of times where Yahweh has told them, don't do that. Like, don't shave your heads. Don't make yourselves look bad in mourning. So, but I guess it was still the hot thing to do. And so that's why he's like, but no one's even going to do it. You're just going to die. You shall not go into the house of feasting to sit with them, to eat and to drink. For thus says Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will cause to cease out of this place before your eyes and in your days, the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. I see. Okay, syntax. I will cause to cease, colon, the following things, all these good voices that everyone uh, loves okay. to get. Okay. Got it. See, Got I'm it. sorry. That's, yes. yeah. <laughs> it you. shall happen when you shall show this people all these words, and they shall tell you, why has Yahweh pronounced all this great evil against us? Or what is our iniquity? Because he hates you. <laughs> or what is our sin that we have committed against Yahweh our God? 
Then shall you tell them, Because your fathers have forsaken me, says Yahweh, and have walked after other gods, and have served them, and have worshipped them, and have forsaken me, and have not kept my law. And you have done evil more than your fathers. For behold, you walk every one after the stubbornness of his evil heart so that you don't listen to me. Therefore, well, so this is like the whole sins of your fathers thing. It seems like it is. But he's saying, Mm. okay, but he's implying that also the kids are not going to go in the Yahweh path. They're going to go in the Baal path or whomever else. Right, that. That like your parents started this and you're not any better. That you're you're just as bad, if not worse. Okay. Yikes. Kids these days. Seriously. Those <laughs> Gen Xers and Alpha Gens. Alpha Gens? What's Gen an Alpha Xers. Gen? <laughs> That's like the younger the or wait, not Gen X, Gen Z. Uh-huh. What are they? Yeah. What are the people below Gen us? Z. Yeah. Those people. <laughs> Gen Z and the Alphas. Who are the Alphas? Yeah. Is that I've never heard of this. What are you talking about? They're younger than the Zers. We all there aren't they like Six months old at this point? Like, what are you talking about? No, not every single person younger than us is a Gen Z. No, I know that, but like, but like, isn't the youngest Gen Z technically like about seven right now? I know. I think that they're like 13. Really? I don't know. Didn't we just do an episode on our other podcast about this? Yeah, but we didn't talk about Gen Zers really. You're right. We'll look it up later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Therefore, will I cast you forth out of this land into the land that you have not known? neither you nor your fathers. And there shall you serve your other gods day and night, for I will show you no favor. Now that's interesting that he's even acknowledging, I'm going to kick you out and then you're going to keep on serving these same gods. Doing your thing. It's like not quite the sense of, then you're going to learn your lesson. Does he, does God know that this is actually going to happen because he sees everything in predestination? What do you think, Emily, based on this book that we've read so far? What would be your assessment? My assessment would be he's really bitter about it because he knows, yes, this is going to happen. Oh, interesting. interesting You you feel like he sees everything but doesn't control it then, and so he's mad about this? Well, that's a good question. Does he control it or not? Maybe he just knows. But (laughs) if he knew, wouldn't he make them not? Wouldn't he? I don't know. Maybe he's creating a problem that he can't solve. Oh, you think so? Or he's creating Mm. a problem in order to solve it. Like humans do, because we are created yeah, in his image. Yeah, the old puzzle of can God create a rock? Theologian, right here. Can right here? Can God create a rock that's too heavy for Himself to lift? There you go. What do you think, Emily? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think He created people that are that have free will, and whoops, maybe shouldn't have done mm. that or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here's the question, though: as far as the whole like knowing everything or knowing everything that's going to happen. I don't recall that ever coming up in this book so far. And I just uh, it just occurred to me right now that that that's sort of a thing that we kind of hold as one of the like power set of God that I don't think that's supported in here at least not in what we've read so far. So just something to think about. What isn't supported? Sorry, I totally like wasn't paying attention to you and I <laughs> yeah, was reading okay. the chat. That's, what did you say? Geez. It's just that the idea that God knows everything. Or that God knows what's going to happen. I don't think that's ever been said. Wait, is that just like an evangelical thing? Well, we covered this in a bonus episode a couple weeks ago, this idea of predestination really not being something that came out of essentially the Jewish Bible. I'm, I'm really oversimplifying here, but they suspected that any kind of Jewish thought connected to predestination at this time was more connected to, you know, does Yahweh know exactly when the Israelites are going to be free? 
and we just need to wait until he shows up to liberate us? Or do we need to be collaborating with God? Like we need to be doing something. Like that was kind of the gist, but but predestination as in like God knows exactly what's going to happen. God has decided who exactly is going to go to heaven and hell. That's starting to get more into later Christian thought. Got it. Okay. Again, super broad strokes mm-hmm. summation of that. But but yes, like so far in this book, as in this book of the Bible, all the way up until this point, we haven't like narratively, if I'm if I'm That's just looking been, at the narrative yeah. and trying to scrub away everything I learned from my Sunday school education and just looking at the narrative, there hasn't been anything to suggest that Yahweh knows exactly everything that's ever going to happen. Okay, so he's just mad at all these people that he created. It's a lot of Yahweh right. being like, please don't do this. Hey, if you do this, I'm going to do this bad thing. And everyone's like, nah. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. And we got mention of like Yahweh hardening Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. And so maybe Yahweh is able to influence people in a certain way, but it's not like he's kind of, it doesn't seem like he's planned it all out or that he's even all-powerful necessarily. I mean, that's that's a running theme, too, of, like, his competition with the other gods. He says that he's the most powerful. He knows the most magic, like David Copperfield, <laughs> who had a huge plaque that said <laughs> that he was the king of magic. <laughs> Literally the <laughs> king of magic. Wow. I mean, that does sound like something that Yahweh would do, like in Solomon's <laughs> temple or something. It'd be that he is the, the king of the gods. A big gold oh, plaque. Oh, gosh. The guilty flea were none pursued, David Copperfield slash Yahweh. <laughs> therefore behold the days come says Yahweh that it shall no more be said as Yahweh lives who brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt but as Yahweh lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the countries where he had driven them I will bring them again into their land that I gave to their fathers okay so Oh yeah, this is okay. Inter- okay. This is interesting. Twist. Where he's saying, twist. "My new number one most famous work is no longer going to be I saved you from Egypt, but it's going to be I saved you from the places that I kicked you out into." <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't have as uh-huh. nice of a ring to <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, I got to workshop that one. Yeah. Behold, I will send for many fishermen, says Yahweh, and they shall fish them up, <laughs> and afterwards. <laughs> I will send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of the clefts of the rocks where we've hid so all the So those fishermen underwear. and hunters, they were not like in with the people that he's going to kill? This is not literal, Emily. Oh. It's not literal. How could, he, how could a fisherman literally fish up a person? Because it's God, Dedeker. I don't know. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they've also been fires, eating other fires, and then running out of fire. And like, but God literally became and- a, a ball of fire <laughs> and lit a bush uh-huh. on fire with his body. I don't know. Um, I love this. Wait, okay. So what I can't understand, though, is this fishing and hunting. Is this fishing and hunting because I'm going to hunt down and kill and eat all these people? Or is this like I'm fishing and hunting for them, but they're fine. Yeah, sort of he's, a catch and release kind of thing. Yeah, he's swapped into after I do this terrible thing and punish you, then I'm going to be praised for bringing you back cool. and rescuing you. I'm going to send out mm. the search and rescue team to get you. Oh my God, does Eugene use the phrase search and rescue team? And if so, can please someone please pay look. me $50? Can we just make that a bet? I swear to God. I'm going to bet. Which one of us has to pay you $50? Unilaterally yes. made a bet. Yeah. A unilateral bet. <laughs> if Eugene uses the phrase search and rescue team, someone owes me $50. Eugene says, now watch for what comes next. Colon. I'm going to assemble a bunch of fishermen 
They'll go fishing for my people and pull them in for judgment. Oh. Then I'll send out a party of hunters. See? And they'll hunt them out in all the mountains, hills, and caves. I'm going to watch their every Okay, hold move. on, hold on, hold on. I haven't lost getting... track of a single okay. one of them. Okay, well, we misinterpreted that. So maybe you need to owe us No, that's us not the terms of the bet that I agreed on before he read. <laughs> you if you, want, if you, you wanted like... that to be part of the bet, you should have, you know, got some getting while the getting was good. Yeah, okay. For my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from my face. Neither is their iniquity concealed from my eyes. First, I will recompense their iniquity and their sin double because they have polluted my land with the carcasses of their detestable things and have filled my inheritance with their abominations. Yahweh, my strength and my stronghold and my refuge in the day of affliction, to you shall the nations come from the ends of the earth and shall say, our fathers have inherited nothing but lies, even vanity and things in which there is no profit. Shall a man make to himself gods? which yet are no gods. Therefore, behold, I will cause them to know. This once will I cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Yahweh. We got it. Okay, that last bit sounded like something The Rock would say. Yeah, that was my pretty good. My name is Yahweh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of that chapter. Boy, brilliant. Brilliant. This is some great WWE smack talk. <laughs> I'm loving it. Before we go on, though, to the rest of this, we want to take a quick break to talk about how you can support this show if this is something that you're enjoying and you're having a good time with us. The first thing is please tell your friends. Just spread the word. Bring more people to these live shows. Let your friends know about the show if it's something that they would be into. I also love encouraging people to just tune into whatever, like start at the beginning of the most recent book instead of starting all the way at the beginning. Because I think now we're in these books that most people never actually read. And that's a really exciting thing about this show is getting to do those things instead of just all the stories that everyone does here. The other thing you can do if you're able to is support us financially on Patreon. We have a Patreon that's at patreon.com slash study. We are switching things up there. We just have one tier. It's $6. It gets you early access to the shows two days early. We'll give you a toast on the show, as well as access to Emily's weekly cocktail recipes with pictures. I just posted one. Yes. And it's just awesome to to have you be part of that community and to help us keep growing this show and to keep this going. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for the final chapter of Jeremiah for today. Why Why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> well, because you told us at the beginning of this episode, uh, or at, rather before this episode started, that we would be doing Jeremiah until October. So yes, we have we a have, minute. Have a bit. We have a, a, a little bit, bit to left. relish this yes. book. Yes. yes. All right. Well, here we are. Chapter 17. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. And with the point of a diamond. Whoa, that's a cool pen. It is a cool pen, yeah. (laughs) Diamond (laughs) pen. Very much an executive signing Wait, what was a pen at this point in time? Like like a stylus, essentially? Hmm. I mean, because that was kind of our writing technology, right? I imagine there was what? Like writing something on a clay tablet, or there was maybe putting something on some papyrus? 
what was writing technology right now? Let's look that up. I would love to look that up. Okay, yeah, we'll look up writing technology history. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, Well, here's what I can tell you that Yahweh is writing with is a pen made of iron and with the point of a diamond, colon, it is engraved on the tablet of their heart and on the horns of your altars, semicolon, while their children remember their altars and their asherim by the green trees on the high hills. Awkward, yeah. Is he trying to draw a comparison that, you know, Yahweh writes things in a much more permanent way as opposed to this, like, awful, hippie, crunchy, feminine way of, you know, Asherah. With Sharpie as opposed to with lovely charcoal right, pencil. with the lovely, like, organic, sustainably sourced charcoal <laughs> pencil. Uh-huh. Yeah, that must be. That must be what he's saying. My mountain in the field, I will give your substance and all your treasures for a spoil, and your high places because of your sin throughout all your borders. You, even of yourself, shall discontinue from your heritage that I gave you, and I will cause you to serve your enemies in the land which you don't know. For you have kindled a fire in my anger, which shall burn forever. Some good... I feel like we're ready for like Forever. A, for like a cage match rumble here. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. Wait, with God and everyone? And Israel. Yeah, God versus Israel. <laughs> cage match. To be fair, God v. everyone has kind of been the recurring theme. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Thus says Yahweh, colon, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his arm and whose heart departs from Yahweh. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, a salt land and not inhabited. Hmm. Land of salt. A desert. Mm-hmm. We're already in a desert, whatever. It's a deal. Blessed is the man who trusts in Yahweh and whose trust Yahweh is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters who spreads out its roots by the river and shall not fear when heat comes, but its leaf shall be green Hmm. and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is exceedingly corrupt. Colon, who can know it? Hmm. Indeed. What a a philosophical question. I like the idea of getting this as a tattoo. And someone's like, whoa, what is that? Is that from some like metal song or something? You're like, no, it's <laughs> it's God from the Bible. It's Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah, what what is this? 179? Can I ask what Eugene does? Yeah, what does Eugene do with this tree metaphor? And also um, with this deep philosophical question about the heart. Yeah. He says, But blessed is the man who trusts me, God, the woman who sticks with God. They're like trees replanted in Eden putting down roots near the rivers, never a worry through the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf, serene and calm through droughts, bearing fresh fruit every season. Is Eden still a place? No. Was it a metaphorical place always? (laughs) I I like putting Emily's questions back on her. (laughs) What do you think, Emily? (laughs) Yeah, what what are your thoughts? Like genuinely, not, not trying to be like... I think God was really pissed and destroyed it. Hmm. Hmm. We never hear about it again. Or is that just where he hangs out and never lets them come back in? Oh, that's a good point. 
Because that was the terms, right? When they got kicked out. Yeah, didn't he tell them? Yeah, he was like, get out. And then, yeah. And you can't come back. Yeah, maybe that's a really good point. Right, and there was a cherubim with the flaming sword that's guarding it now. Okay, so it's still so, a place. So maybe it's a real place, yeah. But God's like, none of all y'all can be in here. Yeah. No, thank you. The, the cherubim's like, your name's not on the list, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's one name and it's Yahweh. <laughs> so get out. <laughs> This seems like a question that surely must have come up in my childhood, right? Like, that's a very typical, I think, Sunday school question that would right. come from a child, right? Of yeah. Like, does Eden still exist? Can you go, can I find Eden? And <laughs> it's my like, I'm, boy tenor voice. That's good. I'm, I'm trying to think of what the answer most likely would have been. It probably would have been something along the lines of, like, no, God took it away because as human beings, we don't get access to it. And so... Hmm. I don't know. Some people in the chat are saying that maybe David could come in, and I love oh that. God. I love that. That's why he wrote all those poems that we're uh-huh. about to read in a minute. Right, right. He could come, but only accompanied. He couldn't. He couldn't bring his own guests. He had to be a guest of of Yahweh. Maybe that's now. It. Hold on. I did. Now, normally this is something we would say for the bonus episode, but I think this is just so perfect that I googled does Eden exist, and the first result was from the old farmer's almanac. Not what I was expecting. Okay, yeah. Uh, Not what I expected. I thought defending inerrancy would be number one for sure. (laughs) I I thought for sure some kind of Christian blog. And now the answer from the old farmer's almanac is, if the Garden of Eden still exists, no one knows where. The Bible says a river ran from Eden and separated into four rivers, the Pishon, Gihon, Tigris, and Euphrates. The latter two still exist. And speculation places the first two in the same region, which is ancient Mesopotamia, or what is currently known as Iraq, just north of the Persian Gulf. So, right, we did get that, the rivers, as a reference point. Yeah, I remember so that So they're like, yeah. this is about where it was, but I, I think probably the answer I would have been given was like, but it probably doesn't still actually exist because God would have taken it away from us. But maybe we do look this up in the bonus because I'm willing to bet there's probably some sort of weird hyper-fundamentalist archaeologist trying to find the location of the Garden of Eden. A bunch of somebody's, somebody's tried to get on that case. Yeah, all right. Well, we can look into that. That'll be good. So the heart is deceitful above all things, and it is exceedingly corrupt. Who can know it? I, Yahweh, search the mind. I try the heart, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. As the partridge that sits on eggs which she has not laid, oh, so is he like who gets riches and not by right. Partridge in a pear tree. Is that tree. something partridges do? I, I, don't, I don't, is it? Do they, they sit on eggs? I guess. I mean, that's all birds, well, right? But do they sit on eggs they didn't lay is the question. Do they like poach other eggs? Not, but like not poach them like poached eggs, but like <laughs> they steal them. Ew. <laughs> I mostly heard about the cuckoo that... They do that? I'm sorry, what? The cuckoo. The cuckoo. Cuckoo slash cuckoo. The cuckoo. What do you, I don't know what you want from Are, me. Is that an English thing? Cuckoo. You just say things weirdly the sometimes, Dedeker. <laughs> it's true. Because I, I, like, I'm spending all my days with a, both a British person and a bunch of Australian people, and so I don't know what the English language is anymore. I don't know what good old American... And then you also speak Japanese. Yeah, yeah. it's confusing. Anyway, the cuckoo does egg, what is it? Like egg, there's a term for it. It's not egg piracy. Kraken? Egg. No. <laughs> make an omelet? It's something. No, where they lay their eggs in other birds' nests. Yes, right. And then... Why would they do that? 
No, because they're like, actually, they, you they, lay on this egg. egg. I don't oh, want like to. Nest, it's like a nest parasite. That's what it is. They're nest parasites. Right. They don't, they so they don't sit their, on each other's eggs, but they use someone no, else's nest. They use someone else's and where basically they, they lay their eggs in somebody else's nest and then the baby hatches and will grow big enough that it pushes out the other babies from the original bird. Oh, but oh the original so bird, along with their babies. Yes. Birds are dinosaurs. Okay. They are. And so like yeah. the mama bird keeps feeding this baby that's not hers and is like suspiciously larger than her like, species who are is supposed you? to be. I didn't think that I procreated with a bird as large as you, but yes. here you are. Anyway, on this wow. episode of Drunk Bird Study. Birdering. Yeah. That's, Gosh. Yes. Okay. That was a long aviary. Long tangent yeah. there. We gotta get through this. We're we're running okay. long. We're here. almost there. Okay. Okay. Uh yeah. So who lays on eggs? That so just like that is the man who gets riches and not by right. In the midst of his days, they shall leave him, and at the end, he shall be a fool. A glorious throne set on high from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. Yahweh, the hope of Israel, all who forsake you shall be disappointed. Those who depart from me shall be written in the earth because they have forsaken Yahweh, the spring of living waters. Heal me, O Yahweh, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. Behold, they tell me, where is the word of Yahweh? Let it come now. As for me, I have not hurried from being a shepherd after you, neither have I desired the woeful day. You know, colon, that which came out of my lips was before your face. I'm sorry. <laughs> huh? <laughs> As in, is this spitting in somebody's face? That which came out of my lips was before your face. Like the maybe words, like the words, not behind your back. I maybe. like okay. That's what we're saying. Like I said it to your face. I yeah, said okay. those fighting words to your face, like oh, true smack talk. That's good. Okay, Got yeah, it. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Don't be a terror to me. You are my refuge in the day of evil. Yeah, maybe backtracking a little bit here. Let them be disappointed who persecute me. But let not me be disappointed. That's, I should clarify. That's important. <laughs> is he talking? Is God talking? No, I think What's this that? is Jeremiah talking to Yahweh. Oh, what? How do we know? How do you, you, you I can't, don't know? You just got to feel it. You can't ever you feel know. it out. It's more art than science, know. Emily. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. Let them be dismayed, but don't let me be dismayed. Bring on them the day of evil and destroy them with double destruction. Thus said Yahweh to me. Colon. Okay, now Yahweh's talking again. Okay. Go and stand in the gate of the children of the people, through which the kings of Judah come in, and by which they go out, and in the gates of Jerusalem. This has happened before, right? Where Yahweh's telling him to... Where he told him to go to the gates. Yeah, stand in the gates and... To go be a preacher, a street preacher. Ruin everyone's day. Yeah. They're not going to care. And tell them, hear you, hear you the word of Yahweh, you kings of Judah and all Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem that enter in by these gates, thus says Yahweh, take heed to yourselves and bear no burden on the Sabbath day. Okay, so we are finally getting back to those rules that Emily was so mad people forgot. Yeah, see? (laughs) I knew they'd come back. Mm -hmm. So that means people have been slipping inside it and working on the Sabbath, and that's a no-go. Yeah. Yikes. I'm surprised they weren't struck down instantly. Workaholism. Will get you killed by Something Yahweh. That's the lesson. The three here. of us know well. So we would have been dead a long time ago. Is basically so long what we're ago. Saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. And bear no burden on the Sabbath day, nor bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem. 
Neither carry forth a burden out of your houses on the Sabbath day holy. Neither do any work, but make the Sabbath day as I commanded your fathers in Deuteronomy. But they didn't listen. Neither turned their ear, but made their necks stiff that they might not hear and might not receive instruction. I love that. Like their neck is stiff. So they're like, oh, I, something's happening behind me, but I can't listen because my neck is stiff. Yeah. I can't <laughs> turn around that way. It shall happen if you diligently listen to me, says Yahweh, to bring in no burden through the gates of this city on the Sabbath day, but to make the Sabbath day holy, to do no work therein. Then shall there enter in by the gates of this city kings and princes sitting on the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, they and their princes, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and this city shall remain forever. They shall come from the cities of Judah and from the places round about Jerusalem and from the land of Benjamin and from the lowland and from the hill country and from the south, bringing burnt offerings and sacrifices and meal offerings and frankincense and bringing sacrifices of thanksgiving to the house of Yahweh. But if you will not listen to me to make the Sabbath day holy and not to bear a burden and enter in at the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, then I will kindle a fire in the gates of it and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem and it shall not be quenched. The end. Goodness. So, okay. So hold on. At the end there, was he bribing us with the promise of a parade? If if we so honored the get, Sabbath. Where'd you get parade from? Oh, just that they would come in on well, their chariots? <laughs> okay. They'd come in on the chariots and their okay. finery and all these princes. And it's going to be like, that mm. was that was the feeling I got. Like, we're going to have a parade. Okay, yeah. If you do this thing. That's cool. He's not going to throw a parade. He's just going to be like, I won't kill you. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. clearly we know that they don't do these things. And so, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, they get conquered because we read that in the previous book. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There or, ain't and the no book before that. Nobody. And the book before Anytime that. Anytime soon. Yeah. Yes. That was it. So, what ha- do they rebuild? Are they going to rebuild eventually? Well, remember, Yahweh said he's going to be known as the one who gathered them all back together after he just brutally destroys them. So, maybe he does predestine these people. Huh? He's okay. like, I'm going to do this. So is that I can look good and make y'all just, bigger again. Or is that what? just laying out the plan? I don't like, know. Like, what's the difference there? The, what if is I the tell difference, you, If I tell you, like, Emily, we're going to plan a day where we go downtown and have some cocktails. And then if we get too drunk, we're going to call an Uber. Am I predestining what's going to happen or am I just planning? Am, am I, I just, just planning a contingency ahead? I plan? Well, that's the chicken and the egg question, isn't it, Dedeker? <laughs> it's like, well, now that you said it, I guess I'll just take an Uber down there. Now I can like, expect it. Yeah. Also, that sounds great. Will you please? It, oh, and it's like in the Matrix of like, would you have still broken the vase if I hadn't said anything? Mm, yeah, that's good. Mm, did I plant the seed that that's what's going to happen? It's always the question. That is the question. It's going to bake your noodle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, It is time for everyone's favorite segment, Silly Psalms with DBS, the part of the show where DBS comes out and reads some psalms. Psalm 38, a psalm by David for a memorial. Uh Uh-oh, somebody died. Yahweh, don't rebuke me in your wrath. 
Neither chasten me in your hot displeasure. You're so hot right now. <laughs> For your arrows have pierced me. Your hand presses hard on me. Wow. Oh, okay. we are getting wow. into some BDSM wow. here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what's happening right for now. For reals. Oh. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. Neither is there any health in my bones because of my sin. For my inequities have gone over my head. As a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds are loathsome and corrupt because of my foolishness. I am in pain and bowed down greatly. I go mourning all day long, for my waist is filled with burning. My waist. My waist. My waist. Like actual like stomach waist, or is that like loins mm. waist? Well, oh, oh. oh. Like my natural waist or my relaxed fit waist. <laughs> I see. <sighs> there is no soundness in my flesh. I am faint and severely bruised. I have groaned by reason of the anguish of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before you. My groaning is not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength fails me. I'm going to get way up on the mic here for this. <laughs> As for the light of my eyes, it has also left me. My lovers and my friends stand aloof from my plague. Mm -hmm. My kinsmen stand far away. Wait, Hold he has on. other lovers? This, well, yeah. He also had multiple wives and concubines. And, All right, fine. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. This, is a, this is a memorial slash funeral, maybe? It's a this memorial is... for his... For a memorial. Libido? I don't know. For his... No. <laughs> <laughs> he would do that, wouldn't he? I... I'm I, sure. Okay. I, I have know. no idea. We'll speculate about that afterwards. <laughs> they also who seek after my life lay snares. Those who seek my hurt speak mischievous things and meditate deceits all day long. But I, as a deaf man, don't hear. I am as a mute man who doesn't open his mouth. Yes, I am as a man who doesn't hear, in whose mouth are no reproofs. Okay, it's just, I'm not talking, I'm just, I'm not listening. For I hope in you, Yahweh, you will answer, Lord, my God. For I said, don't let them gloat over me or exalt themselves over me when my foot slips. For I am ready to fall. My pain is continually before me. For I will declare my iniquity. I will be sorry for my sin. But my enemies are vigorous and many. Those who hate me without reason are numerous. They who render evil for good are also adversaries to me because I follow what is good. Don't forsake me, Yahweh. My God, don't be far from me. Hurry to help me, Lord, my salvation. I just have an image of all these people at a funeral just really awkwardly sitting there being like waiting for David to get through this. No one can say anything because it's David. Right. You know, no one can speak up. <laughs> and everyone's like... No one. He offered to write a psalm just for this memorial and no one can say no. And so everyone's just like... Uh, everyone's uh, like, that wasn't about Jimmy at all. <laughs> okay? Where did he mention Jimbo? He didn't. <laughs> no one's going to say anything. He's never yeah, going to know. Yeah, David, whatever. Mm -hmm. He's like God's right-hand boy. All right. Okay. Psalms 39. For the chief musician, for Jedithun, whoever that is, maybe that's the guy who died. A psalm <laughs> by David. I said... 
I will watch my way so that I don't sin with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. All of the Psalms today are BDSM themes. Uh Very kinky. Like 100%. Uh Like how many people have read this and been like, why do I feel aroused right now? I don't. Maybe don't a couple. Know to, maybe right? maybe a few. I think more than I mean, a few. We get the Song of Solomon, apparently. But that's at least it's like going to be even more of that. I'm sorry. What was the name of that book that you said, Emily? Song of Solomon. Okay. Yes. Yes. Song Correct. of Salmon. Well done. I didn't say salmon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep reading this psalm. <laughs> I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good. My sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me. While I meditated, the fire burned. I, sp- I spoke with my tongue. Yahweh. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Yahweh. <laughs> show me my end. What is the measure of my days? Let me know how frail I am. Oh, it's kind of like a humiliation fetish. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yeah, yeah. for sure. Wow. <laughs> Behold, you have made my days hand widths. My lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely every man stands as a breath. Selah. Surely, I need a moment. <laughs> surely, every man walks like a shadow. Surely, they busy themselves in vain. He heaps up and doesn't know who shall gather. Now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Don't make me the reproach of the foolish. I was mute. I didn't open my mouth because you did it. <laughs> remove. <laughs> Remove your scourge away from me. (laughs) I am overcome by the blow of your hand. When you rebuke and correct man for iniquity, you consume his wealth like a moth. Surely every man is but a breath. Selah. Hear my prayer, Yahweh, and give ear to my cry. Don't be silent at my tears, for I am a stranger with you, a foreigner as all my fathers were. Oh, spare me that I may recover strength before I go away and exist no more. Wow. Wow, David. Wow. Jeez. He's like really experimenting here. Yeah. Really. You know, a true artist. Really pushing pushing the limits of of what memorials can be. <laughs> Everyone's very uncomfortable at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Oh God. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yuck. What a day that was. What a day of reading. Yes. It feels good to be back. It does. It really does. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, kids. It's time for us to bring it home. Yes. All right, everybody. We really appreciate you joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, cocktail recipes personal toasts on the show and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join follow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlack, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad.